everybody, welcome to this Board Game Life episode number 36, titled The Spiel Deal 2014. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, October 15th, 2014. On this show, I'll be covering uh, the Spiel 2014 at Essen, uh, Germany, essentially Games Lust. These are all the games that I'm really looking forward to or that are going to be releasing uh, at the show or simultaneously at the show. Then I'll be announcing the Doomtown Reloaded Contest winner and reading some of the uh, entries. Uh, for all of the entries, I asked for people to talk about what they're looking forward to uh, for the rest of the year, what games they're looking forward to. And then also I'll talk about Panamax, which is a game that I played not too long ago. So here we go with the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rob Milanovic, your host for the show. Thanks for joining me once again. And I'm happy to have you here with me. So I uh, just want to cover a couple of things, as always, uh, real quick here before we get on with the show. Uh, first, I want to mention that uh, for the videos, slight delay in those, I had to redo all of the lighting. I've got a new system out. Uh, I see them as uh, videos 4.0, new and improved. Uh, hopefully, it's all going to help the, the camera work. This has been uh, a, a huge learning curve for me, unfortunately. But uh, I want to make the best content possible for all of you guys. So uh, let's see what happens with that. Also, uh, redoing the website slightly. Uh, almost done with a, a lot of the work out there. Just to make it a little more streamlined. Uh, make it easier to pull content out there to listen to shows and check out videos. All that good stuff. As for the podcast, uh, there's been some improvements on the podcast. In particular, I'm standardizing the audio uh, hopefully it's going to make it a little bit easier for everybody to listen to in terms of volume. It's something that, uh, I really want to have consistency from show to show and, uh, throughout the show. So hopefully it's going to be a lot better for everybody. And, um, then also, uh, look for our YouTube channel. Uh, I mention this every show it's, uh, youtube.com slash this board game life. I'm going to be starting uh, to put up uh, all the videos that have been promising now for a little while there. Uh, those will be going up there. And then also follow this board game life on Twitter. That's uh, at T board game life. That's at T board game life. So let's get on with the show. Now it's that time of the year. It's October, October 2014. And uh, that means one thing for the board game community. That's that spiel 2014 is about to start. So it's going to be starting tomorrow as of this recording. Uh, tomorrow is October 16th, the first day of the convention. And board gamers, designers, publishers, you name it, they're all heading over there to Germany, heading over to Europe so that they can make their presence known and they can show off their latest designs, their latest games and such, and you know, trying to vie for your gaming dollar. And there's so many games, so many games that are releasing this year. BGG, Board Game Geek, has a list out there for uh, Spiel 2014, and it's about 600 games. 600 games that are releasing for this. That is just insane. That's a huge list. And in fact, it was such a huge list that uh, it actually delayed this podcast by uh, about a week or so. 
because uh, initially I thought I was just going to tear through that list in an evening, just a couple hours, and uh, just come up with my list. Yeah, that man, that was uh, not planned very well by me, uh, for sure. I I definitely learned my lesson on that. It it took uh, a long time to go through that entire list because uh, I felt the need to actually do research on the different games that uh, caught my eye. And even ones that didn't catch my eye, I did you know a quick uh, research on them. I uh, read rules. Uh, I looked at videos. I went to publishers' websites just to find out as much as I could, just to make a decision as to whether this was a game that I think I would enjoy, that I liked the mechanics on, and such, uh, so I could include it in this list. Uh, well, there still was a lot of games that actually you know met those criteria, so I had to whittle it down even. And I came up with a couple other things here uh, in order to do that. So just to kind of go through them real quick, uh, it's a game that shouldn't be owned by me already. So there's some games that are coming out over there, or at least that are in that list that I already have. For example, like Panamax. So Panamax was available at Gen Con, and it was a pre-order from Stronghold Games on it. And uh, I've got my copy already, so... You know, even though Panamax is an awesome game, it should be on this list. It's being excluded just because I already have it. And this is more of like an anticipation uh, list where I'm really uh, talking about games that uh, really interest me that kind of are releasing here. So it, it should not be owned by me. It should be releasing at Spiel 2014. Uh, it should not have released prior. If it's at my game store, if it's at my local FLGS, it will not be on this list. Uh, if it's just demo only, it's not going to be on this list. So this has to be a game that, uh, similar to my Gen Con list, uh, was available there for purchase. Demos, Kickstarters and stuff, all not on this list. Then uh, there should have been information available for the games because, hey, for me to make a decision on it, I'm not going to go just buy a paragraph. I'm not going to go buy a couple pictures. Uh, I'd like to see rules, videos, uh, reviews, just something in order to make an informed decision as to whether uh, I think this game would be for me. Uh, then uh, the game should support a minimum of two players. Um, you know, they, they can definitely support, you know, one or more. That, that's fine. But if a game is, like, there's a couple that were, like, four and higher. Like, those games, they're really not for me because uh, I tend to play with smaller groups sometimes, and uh, those games I've just excluded. So, a minimum of two players, and then also, or I guess lastly, uh, they should have an English version of the game available. So if it's a German-only, Italian-only, Korean, Japanese, whatever uh, game, it's not going to be on this list. It should have, these these games are English version available, whether it's English-only or multilingual. Uh, I just don't care for paste-ups uh, and such. I really want to have a box that's in English, instructions that are in English. I don't want to print out stuff on VGG and have my 8.5 by 11 sheets of paper in there or, or A4, whatever you want to call them, um, or whatever I'm using at that particular time. I, I just don't want to have those in the box because, to me, they kind of spoil it a little bit. So that's just uh, my personal opinion with that. And then, uh, I guess, lastly, all rules are meant to be broken, so... I might have some stuff in this list that uh, violates one or more of those, but you know, what are you going to do? 
So, oh, and lastly, uh, I'd like to also add that I'm just going to kind of go through this list uh, fairly quickly uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, that uh, I don't really want to bore you with a ton of information on a game that you really can't visualize. You don't know what I'm talking about because it's an audio podcast. It would be different if it was uh, like a like a video podcast and or, or video show. And you could actually see what I was talking about. So I'm just going to go into these games briefly. I'm just going to kind of try to tear through the list, kind of like what I did for Gen Con, just give you my opinion, give you the game uh, that uh, I'm talking about. And then if it sounds interesting to you, definitely check it out. And I'm sure you guys probably know a lot of these games already. So uh, let's get on with this list. Oh, wait a second. I forgot to mention one last thing. And that was that uh, I came up with something I thought it was kind of fun here. It's called the want meter. So this is a, a little ranking of sorts based on uh, oh, what I think of the game and how bad I want it. Do I want it you know, as soon as possible? Is it a game that I got to have? Is it a game that I'm going to wait on? I'm interested in it, but I want to check it out first. Uh, is it uh, an impulse buy type of game? Meaning that, hey, uh, I'm interested in the game, but I probably won't actively seek it out. But if I see it somewhere, I might pick it up. I'm like, hey, hey, look at that game. Or is it a game that uh, I'm interested in, but uh, there's a lot of games that I'm interested in more. So maybe I'll grab it later on down the road, like a year or two and such. So uh, I thought that'd be kind of fun. And uh, I'll mention that on every game that I talk about. So here we go. Uh, for real this time, uh, let's get rolling with this list. So first game is Fresh Fish. This is a game by 2F Spiel, and uh, it was designed by Freedom and Fries, uh, one of my favorite designers of all time, I guess. I, I talk about him a lot on the show. And uh, this was a game that he had released in 1997. It's been kind of reworked, uh, new art and such. Couple of changes to the game. He's done similar types of things with Freeze's Landlord, uh, where he's brought an old game uh, back and made it new. So uh, this game definitely looks interesting. I, I'd really like to find out uh, even more information about the game, uh, but it's something that uh, definitely caught my eye and I'm excited about. Now, the want meter on this guy is I would definitely grab this game if I saw it somewhere, just basically. Uh, if nothing else, just because I, I love his games and uh, I love his style. Uh, moving on, there's Empire Engine. Uh, this is a game by AEG. And uh, for this game, uh, print and play was available for some time. And uh, it's a kind of like a, like a micro game-ish, uh, or like, it's a micro-ish type of game uh, that concerns me to some degree. I mean, it seems interesting. It seems like something I might like, but I tend to be disappointed with, uh, micro games because for me, they don't have at least the majority of them don't have the staying power. They're not something that really holds my attention for very long. The first couple plays might be awesome, but then they just dwindle like almost immediately. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's just not enough to these games that holds my interest. So I, I really want to check this game out. I definitely want to check out the print and play. And uh, I can definitely see myself probably grabbing the production version that AEG is going to come out. So uh want meter on this guy is uh, I want to try the PNP and I'll probably grab the production version 
pretty sure on that. Uh, so uh, I definitely would probably want to get this game, uh, especially on a successful PMP play. Moving on, uh, back to AEG, and this is the game Planes. This is a game that initially, on first take, I thought it would be similar to Trains, because, hey, Planes, Trains, similar kind of art style to the game. And then when I found out more information about the game, I found that it was totally different. Uh, Instead of like a deck builder, it was uh, the whole premise of the game is that you're at an airport and you're trying to move through the gates and such, trying to get onto planes uh, in time. Now, I do a lot of business travel, so uh, I like to think that I'm actually pretty good at this kind of stuff, at least in real life. Uh, I just tear through airports and uh, just get in and out real fast. I've got my system down uh, very well. So I'd like to think that hopefully, uh, because I'm good at that in real life, I'll be good at this game. And uh, just uh, from what I've been able to see about this game, it definitely seems interesting uh, to me. So uh, I definitely can't wait to check this out. Uh, Want meter on this guy is it's a definite buy. So uh, this one will be mine. Trains, Rising Sun. Well, Trains, I just mentioned it briefly a little bit ago, uh, Trains has been kind of um, hit and miss for me because I've basically figured out that at least for trains, the experience for me really depends on the group of people that I play it with because I've really had a great time with trains with some people and I've had some games that have been just torture. They've been just brutal. I did not enjoy the play at all and even I did not enjoy the game unfortunately, at the same time. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to trains, and I'm hoping that it's going to boost the experience for me somewhat in that it's not as swingy uh, with uh, the, the various people that I, that I play it with, so it'll be more of a consistent experience. Uh, one thing that I'm really looking forward to is that uh, it's got some new boards. Uh, two of the boards are for two players, and the other board, the the third of the three is for two to four players. So it scales the game down a little bit. So if I'm playing with two people, you have a better fit versus having the huge board uh, that supports, you know, up to, was it like four? I think four players is the max on trains. I, I could be wrong on that, but uh, it's a higher number like four or higher. And as uh, you're on the board, you could be really spread out too much and uh, you need something to kind of like make it more interactive where people are vying for a smaller space. So I'm really hoping that the two-player maps will improve the experience in particular as well. So want meter on this guy. I'll definitely get this game at some point. I don't know if it'll be right away, but I definitely will get this game. I I might wait until uh, I get some of the other hotter games uh, on my list uh, from the show. Uh, Moving on, La Isla. This is a Stefan Feld game. What can I say? Gotta have it. Huge Feld fan. Huge, huge, huge. I love his games. Um, you know, a lot of people complain about his games, point salad and stuff like that. I don't care. I, I love that stuff. I love the decisions that, uh, it's like huge amount of decisions that you get, uh, in his games. And, uh, I kind of phrased a term here, uh, insta buy. So this game is an insta-buy for me, uh, sight unseen. Uh, some of his games I've had 
kind of a hard time gauging exactly how the game plays just because there's so many different options. You can do so many different things and I can't gauge how I'm going to like the game exactly or how it's going to all work together until I play it until I actually see how everything interacts because when you read, okay, I have these 10 different options. You just don't know like what to choose or what works together. What doesn't that, you know, which time you use different things and you have to just experience it in order to play. Uh, there's also a little card holder in this game. And that's something that I, I don't think I've ever seen before. And I'm interested to see how, uh, how that functions because you wind up uh, putting your cards in this little, uh, not really a card holder. It's like a card sleeve thing. <laughs> or I, of course I know it's not very descriptive, but uh, they slide in there and you put, can put a couple cards in there. So want meter on this guy, this definitely getting it. Uh, Insta buy. Remember that one. Uh, we'll definitely get this game moving on. We have Doodle City. Now, this was a game that I initially saw uh, a review of. I had no information on it uh, up until maybe mm, two weeks ago or so, maybe a little bit longer, where Dale Yu had a review on it on uh, on, uh, the blog that he writes for, and it immediately grabbed me. This is one of those little games where you got, uh, you know, pads of paper or these little dry erase uh, little boards that you write on and you can just erase it afterwards. It's got this little board and then you have dice. So you're rolling dice, you know, players are, are writing on their boards and uh, it, it's definitely something that just, uh, I don't know why, it just captures uh, my attention immediately and, uh, you know, it's something that I got to have. Similar games along this line that just popped to mind right away are quicks, you know, you're rolling dice and you're marking in your little pad or, uh, Zularetto, the dice game. That's another one, uh, that has that. So, uh, this game definitely appeals to me. I'd really like to see how the thing functions. And, uh, it's, it just seems like a cool little game, very inexpensive. So even if it, you know, falls flat, uh, it's not that huge of a deal. So uh, want meter on this guy, and, and this guy is definite buy for me if I can get a hold of it. Uh, I don't know how readily available this thing's going to be uh, in the United States, but there is a uh, iOS app that's coming. I hope that they really come, uh, or I hope that they come out with an Android app as well. Okay, next up is El Gaucho. So this is a game uh, that I'm sort of on the fence. Um, the theme for it is you're kind of like well, I don't know, cattle cowboy, cattle wrestler, whatever you want to call it. And uh, there's some decent information on it. Um, uh, the artwork, huge fan of it. It's done by uh, the same gentleman that did art for a whole ton of games that we all know and games that I love, like he did village camel up, uh, castles of Dr. Gloom, Yunnan, Hawaii, uh, and, and such. Uh, Dennis Lohausen is his name. So, uh, uh, this game has, uh, some reviews and such out already. Didn't get such high marks, but still it, it looks interesting to me. Uh, theme is so, so, you know, with the whole cow business, 
but uh, I, I just I love the art on it, and it's something that I'd definitely be interested to try. Uh, want meter on this guy is uh, I'll definitely grab this uh, once it's available in the U.S. I think. Next up is the Castles of Mad King Ludwig. This is a game that I've been hearing about every single week because I'm a regular listener of Garrett's uh, Games and Geekiness, and he has ads on his show every single week for the, for this game. And I every time I hear about it, I'm like, I want this game. So marketing-wise and such, it, it works. Repetition works, I guess, at least for me. So uh, I, I guess uh, for those of you that want to sell me things, <laughs> keep that in mind. Uh, this is a game from uh, Ted Osbach, maker of such fine games, such as Suburbia and uh, all the other good stuff, those uh, add-ons for Suburbia, expansions for Suburbia. Uh, instead of building cities and such, you're going to be building a castle. Uh, the Mad King himself is giving you direction. King Ludwig Ludwig is giving you uh, direction on how to build it. Uh, it looks pretty cool. You're putting these different rooms together. I really enjoy building things uh, as a whole, you know, whether it's uh, I don't know, like Lego stuff or you know buildings or projects at home and or games and, and such. So uh, this is pretty much uh, right up my alley, and uh, I'm really looking forward to check it out. I have heard some stuff about little like analysis paralysis type of thing for some people with this game, but uh, hey. I'm interested, and uh, I definitely want to check it out. Judge for myself. Want meter on this guy? Want it? Got to get it. Uh, next up is Dice Brewing. Now, this is a game that I hadn't heard a whole ton about, but uh, it, it definitely seemed interesting once I, I checked it out initially. Uh, there's dice in the name, so there's dice in the game. And uh, uh, it just seems pretty cool to uh, use your different dice to build different recipes for beers and such. Um, the theme, uh, you know, I, I can't say that it really grabs me, but, uh, you know, whatever, uh, I'll give it a shot. And uh, uh, recently they published an English a language walkthrough, so you might want to check that out. Uh, it explains the game pretty good. Uh, want meter on this guy is uh, it's a game that I'll probably definitely grab at some point. I don't know if it's right away or later on. I'll definitely uh, uh, I'd definitely like to check it out uh, before I uh, buy it definitely as well. So uh, moving on, Alchemists. Wow, this is another game that uses a mobile device for the game. We talked about uh, XCOM, I believe, and the Gen Con show and uh yeah i'm pretty sure i talked about it there and i'm sure you've heard about it with uh, the device coming devices you know being used in these games well alchemists also does that because uh it's designed by the guy who did the galaxy trucker app uh for ios and uh he's basically taken uh, mobile devices and he's brought them into the game uh basically your alchemists you're building your recipes with your different things and you're using your mobile devices to kind of uh, see how everything works out. If I remember right. Uh, one thing that I was really surprised at was there's a lot of negativity on BGG about the whole mobile app piece. Uh, I really don't understand it. Uh, it's, Hey, it's a, it's a different mechanism 
in my eyes. It's just a different way to play the game. I can definitely see that you definitely want uh, uh, to have a power charger nearby or extra batteries or, or whatnot. It would really stink to have your device go dead halfway through the game. But you got to plan accordingly or at least have multiple devices, have backups. Who knows? And maybe this is also a good reason to have a like your old phones. You're always thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to trade them in for five bucks off of you know some service or sell them or what? Hang on to your old phones because you can use them for your games. Think about that. So uh, definitely want to check this game out. Want meter on this guy? Want. Got to get it. Next up, Grog Island. Grog Island is a game by Eggerspiel. Now, uh, I've always really liked their games. I, I like their artwork. There's a couple of companies out there that have consistent artwork that usually just reels me in. I guess I'm, I'm a sucker for that. Uh, Eggerspiel is one of them. Pegasus is another. Uh, then uh, Queen. I really like the look of a lot of Queen games. They have this really cool style that uh, I really enjoy. So uh, they've done it again. Eggerspiel's done it again with Grog Island. It's a cool little pirate game. Uh, it's got a bunch of the things that I enjoy. Set collections. It's got dice. It's got auctioning, trading, and such. Uh, now, sometimes I really don't care for auctioning games mm, for various reasons. But uh, in this case... It looks like something uh, that uh, I can kind of look past. Then uh, want meter on this thing. Probably definitely get it at some point. Uh, really like to see how uh, it plays out with this, what people's opinions are of it. Uh, no real urgency, but uh, I think I definitely would get it. Next up, Village Port. Now, this is an add-on. It's an expansion by uh, Marcus and Inca Brand for the game Village. Village is in the name, Village Port. So it's got Marcus and Inca Brand. It's got Dennis Lohausen as the artist. I mentioned him a little bit ago, one of my most favorite artists. I love his style. It's got Eggerspiel as the publisher. It's Village. It's hands down. Gotta get it. So this is the second expansion for Village. One thing that's pretty neat about this game is that it overlays the top right corner of the map and uh, gives you some boats. It basically turns that whole top right section into water and you have boats that can move around in there. So that looks uh, pretty sweet. Want meter on this game. It's a definite want at some point. However, um, I can wait on it. Uh, it's something that I can get right away or I can wait on it. No real urgency, but it's something that I definitely do want to get. Next up, Fields of Arl. Hope I said that right. This is the latest Uwe Rosenberg game, and it's a must-buy for me. Uh, one thing about this game that's kind of cool is that, or interesting, is that it's a one-to-two-player game only. It does not play more than two. And... Uh, not a problem for me. I like solo games. Uh, I like two-player games. And uh, it's got uh, economic farming, etc. Huge, huge, huge rules book. Oh, my goodness. Big fat book in there. Uh, 
reads fairly well. well just a whole ton of information explaining everything, uh, basically what you pretty much expect from Uve. Also, Dennis Lohausen, he's the artist for this thing. Again, one of my favorite uh, designers, one of my favorite artists. It's a win-win. So for me, it's a must-have. Uh, there's my watt meter rating. It's a must-have. Uh, Michael Visner did a walkthrough for it. I might want to check that out. Uh, it's pretty cool. Next up, Dragon Scroll. Dragon Scroll is uh, uh, the latest game by uh, Fragor Games, aka the Lamont Brothers. Uh, this is the game, or basically to give you a little history in case you don't know, they come out with a game every Essen. Uh, it's a limited release. They only print like a thousand copies, somewhere right around there. And uh, this year they did a pre-order. I got in on the pre-order and uh, I'm not quite sure what to make of the game. Uh, I kind of jumped on it just because I haven't bought one of their games prior uh, at least their Essen releases like this. Uh, the last two, uh, I was lukewarm on. There was the one, oh, I can't think of the name. It's the one with the big wave where the stuff falls over and Game Salute just redid it. Um, or whatever it's called. Uh, there's that one. I, I was, that was kind of meh to me. And uh, I didn't really care for the dice and stuff just falling onto the floor. Uh, every time that the whole wave fell over and then all of your little sea creatures going around in a circle, mm, that was so-so to me. And then last year they had, uh, oh, I forgot the name of this game as well. It's It was kind of like a deck builder uh, with these huge, huge pieces. Uh, to me, some of their games are kind of, well, they're all overdone. I mean, we've pretty much established that uh, from... You know, everything you read about these guys, they're, they're all overdone. Uh, what I don't like is you got these huge figurines, which, you know, some of them look cool, but these huge figurines on this smallish board, and it just, they don't fit. They're not sized properly in my eyes. So, um, anyway, regardless, uh, I'm taking a gamble on this game. I pre-ordered it, and uh, we'll see kind of what happens. Uh, want meter rating on this guy is, uh, well, I guess I want it to a point because I am getting it. Uh, however, uh, we'll see how it goes. and You know, it might be up for sale. I don't know. Oh, and there's a, kind of a cool-looking uh, tower in this game as well, which uh, I'll have to see what happens when this thing uh, shows up over there. At the show. Uh, next up, CV Gossip. So this is an expansion to the game CV that released last year, and I picked up CV through Fun Again. It was one of the games that I got that they brought over from Essen, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, CV is a pretty cool little game, and uh, this kind of changes uh, the game around a little bit. Uh, Want Meter? Uh, this is a, a game that I'm going to get. Uh, definitely going to get it. So uh, want. Next up, Panthelos. Uh, this is a game by Burned. Oh, what is his name? Eisenstein, I believe. Let me look that up. Uh, Burned. Yeah, Eisenstein. And uh, he's done uh, one of my favorite games, uh, Palapanese. Uh, 
that uh, I really enjoy Peloponnese. I'm looking forward to checking this thing out. It's a worker placement game that uh, you know looks kind of interesting to me. I'd definitely like to check it out some more. And uh, I would probably definitely buy this game just because uh, Bernd uh, Eisenstein's did it, and I like Peloponnese. But uh, you know, I would like to try it. Would like to try it possibly before I buy it. Then I've got Rolling Japan. This is another game. It's a little dice game with a pad. You kind of fill it out with pen, pencil, marker, whatever you want to use on it. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd like to say this is probably a game that uh, sparks my interest enough that I'd probably get it. Uh, I don't know about this one too much just because uh, I don't know the staying power on this one. might be kind of a dry maybe because you're rolling dice and you're trying to fit uh, different numbers in your little oh I forgot what they call them they're not states it's so you have Japan and there's like these little regions uh, in the shape of the islands of Japan and you're trying to fit your numbers in there in a certain way and they can't be next to other numbers and such I don't remember the rules exactly but it, it's something along those lines and uh even though it's interesting, it's it's kind of like a little puzzle, but I, I just don't know how interesting it would be. There's a solo version of this game that uh, I, I can't... This is one of those games that there's a solo version where you basically play for score and you try to best yourself and see how high you can get, but I, I just don't see how interesting that would be. But uh, hey, it, you don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see uh, when uh, this thing hits. So uh, want meter on this thing is, uh, I I see it as being a fairly inexpensive game, probably less than $20, and uh, I'd I'd be willing to give it a shot just because, uh, you know, it would be inexpensive enough that uh, it might be, you know, a decent um, diversion for a while. So uh, if it was cheap enough, I'd definitely get it. And uh, next up, Nations, the dice game. I've never had the chance to play Nations. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but uh, taking Nations, making it into a dice game, it's got my interest. It looks interesting, and uh, i definitely love to give this thing a shot. Uh, I enjoy city-building, civilization-building style games. Uh, other games that I kind of think along the lines of this would possibly be like Rolling Through the Ages, that's another one you're building civilizations using dice and such. Uh, there's going to be a U.S. release for this next year, so I'm including that that in the list over here. Uh, want meter on this guy? I can definitely see getting this, uh, especially since uh, it'll probably play a lot quicker than the real game of of nations than the full game of nations. All right, next up, Colt Express. Uh, what's interesting about this one? Uh, at least to me, is that it's a double-decker 3D, you know, you have to build this little train. It's got two levels on it. It's like a 3D space that this thing is encompassing instead of just a board. And this is a type of game that definitely catches people's attention. They're like, ooh, what's that thing? Because it looks pretty neat. I've heard a lot of talk about this game. I don't really know which way to take things. Some people think it's really cool. Other people think that uh, it's uh, cool, but the gameplay is is so-so. 
uh, I really want to check out more information on this game before I judge it. You know, just people playing it and their experiences and such. Want meter ranking on this thing is probably want to try before I buy. I definitely hesitate on this game uh, before I pick it up just because I just don't know how gimmicky this is. And if there's a you know a real game underneath that I think I might like, but uh, it definitely does look cool. So uh, that was Cult Express. Then uh, moving on to Aquasphere. Hey, this is Feld again. Feld game. Gotta have it. Insta buy. It's my trademark. Insta buy. TM and the little circle thing. Whatever. Uh, this is uh, an interesting little game where uh, you're doing like. Uh, aquasphere biodome research center type of thing underwater i immediately think of octonauts if you're familiar with the children's uh tv show but uh, uh it's definitely a much more colorful game than most of uh feld's uh previous games which seem to have a lot of like yellows and greens and browns and such so very colorful uh interesting theme Definitely checking this thing out. And for me, Insta Buy. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Then uh, moving on, Florenza, the card game. There's an expansion for it called War and Religion. I've got the card game, a uh, fun card game. Uh, I have included a lot of expansions uh, in this list, but this is one that I'll definitely include. Uh, this expansion adds uh, mercenaries and clergy to the game. So, um, you know, two kind of, uh, I don't know, um, topics there that, uh, <laughs> could cause some discussion there, but, uh, it, it definitely looks interesting and it's something that I definitely will get. Next up is Kanban automotive revolution. This is uh, a game that stronghold is bringing to us, uh, pretty darn soon here. Uh, and it's designed by Vital Lacerda. Uh, he did uh, a couple of really awesome games. He did Venus, and he also did CO2, uh, two fantastic games. And uh, when I found out about this game a while back, I saw that he was doing some prototypes, and it looked interesting. It definitely caught my eye, and I kept my eye on the game. Uh, just based on the fact that uh, Vital uh, wrote, or design this game, it's kind of like an instant, uh, or at least my trademark there, insta-buy for me. So I, this is something that I would get without a second thought. I'd get it sight unseen. And uh, his games are definitely, mm, they're you know not light games. They're, uh, they're games that require a lot of thought. And uh, this uh, I, I'm curious to see how this game is going to go compared to CO2 and Venus. And uh, want meter on this guy, want, want, and will get. Then uh, moving on, Greenland. This is a game by Sierra Madre Games. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. I heard a review on the Long View about it a while back. Uh, it seems interesting. Uh, I love the small footprint of these games. I just wish that they had the instructions in them. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, then uh, these are such like heavy, meaty games in such a tiny little box. The portability is awesome. Uh, <laughs> one thing I'm not looking forward to is learning <laughs> the game. 
I just, I don't know. I just, I struggle with uh, Sierra Madre games for some reason. And that's just a personal thing, I think. But uh, Want Meter in the Sky, must have. Must have Greenland. Then La Granja. La Granja. Not sure if that J is silent or not. But uh, this is a game that uh, I saw at a friend's house uh, just recently. Uh, they got a copy of it, and it looked interesting. It actually reminded me a little bit of Castles of Burgundy just by look alone because it had some, uh, I think it was hexes on the board and just the coloring and such. But beyond that, it, beyond just look, I don't think there was any similarities, and this is just something that I noted. But uh, looking through uh, the game and the rules, it just looks interesting. It looks like something that I might like. Uh, one thing that's disappointing is I found out that, uh, I think they're sold out on the game and, uh, reprints are kind of up in the air right now. So even though the want meter on this thing is want, I don't know when I'd be able to get it. So kind of being sold out is kind of a bummer, but, uh, definitely looks interesting. Definitely intrigues me. I definitely want to check this game out even more. Then next up is Medina. Stronghold Games is bringing this one over here to the United States also uh, shortly. This is a remake of the game Medina. Uh, it's got uh, you know, some pretty cool little bits, these little cool house things. I don't know if house is the proper term, building, because uh, I don't know if they're houses is what I'm saying. But there's these little buildings that kind of go all over the board. Colorful, looks pretty cool. Uh, I definitely want to play it. And, uh, we'll see how it goes. Want meter on this thing. Uh, I probably get it, but, uh, I definitely want to check it out first. All right. Moving on. Uh, after Medina here, we've got Jean Guo. I hope I said that right. Now this is a game by what's your game. Now they came out with a whole ton of really cool games. They came out, came out with, uh, uh, Madeira. And uh, uh, there's something else too, another big title that is escaping me right now. But uh, uh, they've had some quality releases, heavy games, so I expect this to be the same. Uh, it definitely interests me, the whole theme and, and the look of the game. Uh, I definitely love to check it out. And uh, want meter on this thing. Uh, I definitely want to have another one of their games, but uh, I might hold off on on grabbing this thing until I play it because it just I don't know I I don't know if it'll be too much for me at least for my tastes. Then next up we have Bruges, the city on the Zwin. I think I pronounced that properly. Now this is an expansion for Bruges, and uh, uh, I can pretty much only say gotta have it. Love Bruges, and uh, gotta have this. Then uh, next up, Pandemic: The Cure. Big fan of Pandemic. Uh, it's a fun game. I have lots of fun with it. I wish they would come out with it for Android devices. Uh, you got you iOS guys have all the fun, I guess, but not for long. There's more Android stuff coming out. But uh, Pandemic: The Cure is uh, a dice game. Uh, this is a game that's been going around in prototype format for a couple of shows now. Uh, I believe it was out at Gen Con and uh, Origins and such. And it's uh, finally coming out. 
can't wait to get this game. Huge pandemic fan. I'm really interested uh, to. I've heard so much good stuff about this game. I'm really looking forward to experiencing it for myself. Watt meter must have. Gotta have it. Then uh, next up is Mangrovia. So this is, I guess, about mangroves and such. Uh, it looks like a game that uh, I definitely would like. I had a hard time reading the rules on this thing. It just, uh, uh, hopefully the rules that I read weren't the final version because it looked like one of those rules that uh, weren't really translated by a native English speaker or think along the lines of uh, Spielbox magazine, if you've ever read that. I mean, it's it's English. It's definitely English. <laughs> doesn't flow. I, I don't talk <laughs> like that. It's just, you know, some weird, um, some weird wordings for things that definitely stand out to me. And I, I found myself getting hung up on those, but other than that, it looks like a cool little game. Um, probably like medium light on heaviness. That's something that I definitely love to check out. A want meter on this thing. I can see grabbing this on impulse if I saw it somewhere. So uh, that was Mangrovia. Next up is a game called Baker Speed. Uh, this is a little card game uh, that has three dice on it, and uh, it's kind of like the it's kind of like uh, Jungle Speed a little bit. Uh, basically, uh, what you're doing is you're rolling dice and you're trying to match up cards that meet the criteria of the dice. And you're trying to slap your card down to the table or discard pot, whatever you want to call it, before everybody else. And uh, so that's like the jungle speed hook in it. Uh, now, you have three dice that you have to sticker. This is a little pet peeve of mine. I hate stickering dice. I hate how they look. I don't really care for um, just how they peel off. Because they do peel off, at least all of mine that I've stickered, they always come off, and it's very annoying. But uh, I guess they do give you some extra sheets. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but this game looks like something I could probably enjoy with my family, especially my son, because uh, it's you know, not too heavy on thought. And uh, it seems like it could have some, you know, cool little... Uh, gameplay with a little built-in tension as you're trying to, you know, get your card down first. And what you're trying to do again is like one die rolls and it tells you like what color the per the all your cards have people on them. And uh, one die tells you what color the person should be uh, in terms of the clothing and such. And then another one is like how many numbers there should be on there. And then there's like a shape and you're, you know, so Initially, you're doing just color, and let's say you roll the next die, and then it's like numbers, so you have to do that color and number, and then color number shape, uh, if you can. So again, it seems something that might be interesting, watt meter on this guy. Um, I probably wouldn't definitely seek it out, uh, but I would might pick it up on impulse if I saw it, and uh, from what I understand on the distribution of this game, I, I don't think I'll be seeing it anytime soon in the United States, unfortunately. But you never know, uh, maybe it'll be a surprise, somebody will bring it over. Then, uh, next one that I want to talk about is uh, Paititi. Now, this is a game that I initially passed by a couple of times. 
uh, as I went through lists, because I went through this list a whole bunch of times and kept finding things that I wanted to talk about on each in each pass. So this game, I passed by it a whole bunch of times, and then uh, I kind of saw it and it kind of grew on me a little bit. Uh, it's a really light little game. Uh, again, I'm thinking in terms of family game and something that my son might like, my wife might like, that we could all play together. And what's kind of neat about this game is that you have uh, your explorers uh, and you have pickaxes and shovels and you're trying to match combinations of shovels and pickaxes on your cards. Uh, So you're like digging cards that have your shovels and pickaxes. They're basically two-sided. So one half of them, not two-sided, like uh, they're kind of split in half. So the top half has shovels, the bottom half has pickaxes, and you can only use one of those at a time. So you can use the card either for shovels or for pickaxes, and you have to make that decision. And then things that you're trying to dig up might have like, hey, uh, for this, whatever you need, um, I don't know, three shovels, five pickaxes, and you're trying to match your cards up to be able to dig that up. So again, it seems like a like a nifty little game with you know kind of a cool little theme, and it's something that my family might like. So again, uh, this is something that I think I might like uh, just to get for that family aspect, and I could see doing the combos of your cards a little satisfying. So I'm looking forward to this thing. But again, I don't know if this will be out in the U.S. No, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, I'll be pre- pleasantly surprised. Again. I don't know if I'd actively seek it out, but I would definitely grab it on impulse if I saw it. And then uh, we have Room 25, Season 2. So Room 25 came out, I think, last year or maybe the year before. This is a really small form factor game. It had a bunch of minis and these little room tiles. It's kind of inspired by a lot of those like sci-fi game show type of things. Like think, think of Running Man or what was that? the cube or whatever that show was and it was on sci-fi but uh basically your contestants in this environment and these rooms are like moving around different rooms have different actions in them and what happens so this is season two of you know the first game was season one i guess and this is season two it's got a, a whole bunch of stuff in the game new characters uh more or i don't know if i'm I don't remember if I mentioned that there were miniatures in the game, these little tiny miniatures that you put on the tiles. So you get some more miniatures, um, and uh, they change the gameplay around. Hopefully they take a pretty darn good game and make it even better with this expansion, or at least they definitely make it more interesting. Um, Want meter on this guy is I would definitely grab this thing probably, uh, you know, after I, yeah, it's it's something I'd put at the bottom of the list, though after I get uh, other titles. And then uh, Murano. Uh, this is uh, the last title that I'm going to talk about. Murano uh, is about uh, that area in uh, Italy where you have the, the glass and such. Uh, what really strikes me on this game is that it's done by Marcus and Inca Brand, makers of Village and other fine games. And uh, I, I really like their games, so... Um, my main reasoning for this game is grab it because they designed it. And, uh, I tend to do that with some type, you know, some, uh, designers and, uh, it's paid off at least for me on the majority of the games. 
So the theme, I'm sort of ho-hum-on, but uh, I like the whole aspect of the ships or gondolas or whatever you want to call them. A want meter on this thing, uh, I'd probably definitely get this game. Really would like to get an initial play or two just to experience the game first, but it seems like something I definitely would like. So there you have it, folks. Uh, that's my quick run through. Actually, I don't know how quick it was because I think I took a long time on that. But uh, that's uh, the bulk of the show here. So, uh, hey, if you want to comment on uh, any of these uh, different titles, go to thisxboxlife.com and just uh, make a comment on this episode. That's episode 36. And uh, let me know what you think. Or uh, uh, do it on the board Board Game Geek Guild as well. That's another place you can do it. So, uh, there you have it. That was the list. Now the moment you've all been waiting for. That's going to be the uh, conclusion of the contest that I started in episode 35 for uh, the prize of a new and shrink copy of Doomtown Reloaded by AEG. This is one of the hottest games that uh, were released back in uh, oh so long ago. That was in August when Gen Con rolled, uh, rolled through. So uh, what I did for this contest is, uh, as part of the entry form for the contest, uh, I asked that people just write in uh, a little bit as to what uh, game that they were really looking forward to for the remainder of the year. So just something that, you know, not wasn't necessarily released or readily available or whatnot. Just, uh, just let me know what it is and that uh, if you put a little bit of detail in there, I would read it on the show. And I thought that would be pretty fun because... Uh, Heck, I just spent like uh, the last uh, 30, 40 minutes talking about the games that I was really looking forward to. So why not hear some of what uh, you guys think uh, is going to be pretty cool. And I'm uh, happy to say that uh, there's uh, a bunch of stuff that I'm also looking forward to. So um, I I went through uh, so many entries, uh, so much uh, good information over here. I had to choose a couple of them uh, to read out here because I just can't spend another 50 minutes (laughs) going through uh this list here so i just chose uh, a number of them uh to read uh, on here and if i didn't choose you i apologize or if i didn't choose yours i apologize uh i just couldn't fit them all so uh let me go through some of these here and then uh, i'll announce the winner we'll have to see how this goes over because uh, my contacts are drying out so uh we'll see how my reading ability is with us so uh first one here is from rob from Indiana, he writes in, I'm most looking forward to King of New York. Its predecessor, King of Tokyo, is a lot of fun, both with my kids and with my adult friends. But it seemed that the amassing of victory points lacked context. You just got the points by rolling them, but they didn't have any in-game meaning. With King of New York, it's now celebrity. You can win the game by being the most well-known monster. Additionally, the buildings you can smash, which causes a military response, uh, is a great way to drive up the drama. I got it to try it over at Gen Con, and at one point tried to get all the military vehicles to attack everybody. Uh, it would have hurt me some, but it would have killed three of my opponents. That's a fair trade, and the tension as I was trying to get that last skull was palpable around the yellow demo table. The third new feature I like was the progressive bonus of being in Manhattan. The longer you stay, the greater the benefit. 
that makes it a much harder decision as to whether you should stay in or leave. My 10-year-old son and I had a a lot of fun uh, trying uh, it at the demo booth, although I should mention that my son told me he thinks the original is better. But he's just a kid. What does he know? (laughs) That's a pretty good look at uh, King of Tokyo. I didn't get the chance to try it myself over at the uh, Yellow Booth at Gen Con, but uh, I'm also looking forward to it uh, as well. Uh, Next up is Josh from Wisconsin. Josh uh, picked out fresh fish, uh, and he writes in, fish is always much better when handled properly, kept cool, below the temperature danger zone, and packed with lots of ice to ensure when I get it prepared and cooked to my dinner plate that it doesn't taste or smell fishy. Uh, Fresh fish should smell like ocean, nice and fresh. I'm on board with making this happen. Seriously, it has solid mechanics, and it looks like fun, uh, not too long and not too fiddly. He's talking about the Freedom and Free scheme that I mentioned a while back. Uh, a good amount of strategy and tactics. I like themes that aren't dark, and I like the challenge about thinking my fellow gamers in an auction setting. And also the tile laying is fun. Hey, thanks for writing in, ja- Josh. Uh, next up is John from Golden, Colorado. Uh, John said, I'm looking forward to the castles of Mad King Ludwig from Ted Allspock of Bezier Games. Fortunately, it appears that I won't have to wait much longer. The game looks like one that I will get to play with my primary game group, that is, my wife. Kind of a similar situation there, John. Uh, We both like tile placement games, and I'm particularly interested in how the first player, the master builder, can manipulate the common market for tiles. I expect that the game will hit a sweet spot for us. Heavy enough and lots of options to explore for me, but still intuitive, intriguing, or and intriguing enough for her. I anticipate that there will be great satisfaction in having a beautiful castle by the end of the game, even if the point tally doesn't make me the winner. I am hoping that the game play well, plays well with two players, since that is the most common for me, but hopefully I will get opportunities to play with four also. I'm sure we will have lots of fun with Doomtown Reloaded, too. Thanks, Rob. Hey, thanks for uh, writing in, John. Uh, I also uh, do a lot of two-player gaming myself, and uh, uh, definitely uh, with my wife. So I'm in uh, very similar uh, shoes as you there. Uh, Then uh, Josh from Ohio writes in, the upcoming release that has me most excited now is Samurai Spirit. Antoine Bowser is my favorite designer, so I've always got my eye on anything with his name on it. Seven Wonders is my favorite game, and I really like uh, Takenoko and Tokaido. Everything about Samurai Spirit looks good to me. The art and layout of the cards is really attractive. The gameplay sounds really neat, and the sort of push-your-luck mechanic of how to deal with the Raiders. And I always love a good co-op, and uh, that I could also solo in a pinch. Thanks for writing in, Josh. Uh, next up is Dave from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Dave wrote in Robinson Crusoe Voyage of the Beagle, which is overdue in the United States uh, by Z-Man. I actually saw this at Gen Con, and I'm surprised it hasn't hit the stores personally. Uh, that's that's me saying not, to, not Dave. Uh, because uh, it is my second favorite game behind Mage Knight. The, the rest of the world has been playing it for quite a while now, and now it is my turn. 
uh, David from Fairfax, Virginia, writes in, uh, Essen, I'm doing good to keep up with Kickstarter, BGG, and acquiring a collection of classics that fits me. I don't have the time to look ahead. Besides, I tend to want uh, some reviews of a game to exist before I consider a purchase, wanting to make informed buying decision with my limited dollars. Hey, that's a very good point there, David. Uh, you know, cause, uh, we can't obviously buy everything cause you look at what happened here at, uh, S or at spiel 2014, 600 games, 600. Nobody can buy all those. Nobody can get all those. You just have to make a smart decision as to, uh, what really interests you. And, you know, you do that by, you know, like you said, uh, you look at information that's available, reviews, uh, podcasts like this one and such where you can make a decision and what you can use your hard earned money for. All right. Uh, thanks for writing in there. Uh, Steve from uh, Jacksonville, Alabama writes in, uh, you mean besides Doomtown Reloaded? I've been talking to my wife a lot about trains, rising sun. Uh, we really like the original AG trains game, but uh, look forward to the improvements with the new game, especially the board design with two players in mind. Perfect for the times when it's just her and me. I'm in the same boat there, Steve. Uh, I'm thinking exact same lines there. So those two and two to four player boards, very welcome. Next up is Alan from Denver, Colorado. Uh, Alan writes in, I have a little problem with the cult of the new, so it is imperative for me to avoid conventions. I know what you mean. I know what you mean there, Alan. Uh, that being said, I'm very intrigued by Castles of Mad King Ludwig. It's basically a tile laying game, but with different size tiles, ability to set the price for various uh, rooms or tiles, and many scoring combinations. Hopefully, there'll be enough to keep you thinking, but limited options to keep AP, analysis paralysis, prone players from ruining the game. And really, there are two games about Essen, named Essen, debuting at Essen, uh, Essen and Essen, the game, Spiel 13. Uh, this can't be a good sign for the hobby. I guess. Yep. Uh, Juan from Washington, D.C., uh, he writes in and basically just uh, named some of these games off. Uh, uh, Deus from Pearl Games, designed by Sebastian uh, Dujardin of Trois fame. Enough said. There's uh, a lot of people that have been looking at this game. Uh, I didn't list it myself, but I, I know that there's a, this game is definitely going to hit it for a lot of people. Paul from uh, Salem, Oregon wrote in, Star Wars Imperial Assault. My 10-year-old son has been enjoying Descent, second edition, and adding the Star Wars theme on top of it would just be icing on the cake. The following are the other games I cannot wait to play and own for one reason or another. This includes Power Grid Deluxe, uh, Europe, North America, uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, Village Port, Panamax, Kingsport Festival, Nations, The Dice Game, Keyflower, The Merchants, Kanban, Automotive Revolution, and Snowdonia, The Necropolis Railway, and uh, Neuhauser, uh, uh Thanks for writing in, Paul. Uh, Brian from uh, Champaign, Illinois, another Illinois person, woo hoo uh, he says, uh, Pints of Blood. I'm not actually uh, that big on zombies, but a semi-co-op game where I can 
say Shaun of the Dead hold up in the Winchester. Yeah, that's the game. I want to teach that game almost more than play it. Of course, it has to get to the USA first. Thanks for writing in, uh, Brian, there. Uh, Next up is uh, David from uh, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Uh, David writes in, G'day from the land down under, Aussie, Aussie, oi, oi, oi. Uh, The most anticipated game uh, this year for me is Chaosmos, a game that was funded on Kickstarter in February. Uh, Estimated deliveries expected in October. It's a two to four player uh, sci-fi themed game plays in about 90 minutes from mirror box games. The game for me is now my favorite game. I made a print and play version uh, to the highest level I could, which was provided to all Kickstarter backers. I just couldn't wait. It plays like nothing else I have in my collection of over 400 games. The game is played with a modular board of planets and stars. Each player has one of the 10 alien races which has its own unique special abilities and home planet. There are 70 equipment cards representing weapons, tools, or other items that players can use in their quest to control the ovoid. That's uh, the one card you need to have in your hand at the end of the game. The ovoid represents the ability for your alien race to survive the destruction of the universe, which is 48 turns. You explore planets, battle other players with weapon cards. You are continually changing your hand, uh, hiding weapons for later use, and hiding the ovoid uh, from other players so they can't get it. The game has suspense, paranoia, strategy, deduction, bluffing, adventures, science fiction, uh, battles, and miniatures. I love it, and all your listeners should consider this amazing game. Thanks, David. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to this one as well. Uh, I remember when they made that switch from a uh, regular board to the modular system, and uh, I definitely voted for that modular system, and I'm, I'm glad they made that change. That's a pretty sweet little settings change that they did. Uh, looking forward to checking this thing out. Definitely. Thanks for writing in, David. Uh, next up is Chris from Arlington Heights, Illinois, not too far from me. He's uh, practically my neighbor there. Uh, the game that I'm most... Uh, looking forward to uh, yet this year is an expansion, Hansa Teutonica Britannia, which is an expansion map and includes some revised two-player rules. So this is a game, if I recall correctly, I uh, did not play two, or two players up until uh, this year. So anyway, uh, Chris uh, continues, says, I have gotten almost 20 plays of the base game and, an, and another near 20 plays out of the first expansion map to this game, and I really expect it'll breathe new life into it and allow us uh, an excuse to get the game out back in the table at our uh, friendly local game store. Tip, if you're a fan of this game, then buy the map whenever you see it. The first expansion sold out, and there are many unhappy gamers waiting for the re-release, which may never happen. So that's, I guess, a pro tip from Chris. Thanks for that. And uh, if you see this uh, expansion map, Grab it. Then uh, Michael from uh, Evansville, Indiana says, Machikoro, looks like a great game. I could play with my son. Uh, thanks for writing in. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see here, I have a little scrolling problem here. Uh, Jose from uh, Pasadena says, I'm excited for Summoner Wars Alliances. I really like Summoner Wars in general, and I'm a huge fan of Plaid Hat games. My friends and I usually 
get into card games where we're fighting each other. The idea behind this game is awesome. Instead of making a whole new uh, races or factions for the set, they're essentially mashing up the existing groups. I think you could uh, lead to some really interesting combinations, plus the artwork is pretty amazing. All right, thanks, Jose. Kurt from Belgium writes in, uh, already released the Gen Con Imperial Settlers, uh, favorite designer, and super awesome game. Definitely vouch for that. And then uh, new at Essen uh, is looking forward to La Isla. Second favorite designer. Seems not too heavy and looking for a medium weight felt. I definitely uh, second that one as well there. Thanks, Kurt. Then uh, Kenneth from Allison Park, Pennsylvania. I uh, writes in, I'm looking forward to Seven Wonders Babel. I'm unsure if it's still coming out or if it got pushed back further. But Seven Wonders is my favorite game, and I can't wait for the expansion. Uh, David from uh, Sims, North Carolina, King of New York, Sheriff of Nottingham, Lords of Zidit. Yeah, that's uh, some pretty good titles there. Definitely got a lot of buzz on all those, Lords of Zidit in particular. Uh, I like the art on that one. Uh, Chris from Baltimore uh, writes in, honestly, King of New York. So he's got another, there's another vote for King of New York. A whole bunch of people are really looking forward to that one. Uh, and Chris goes on to say, just cause it's a great uh, game for my family and a promising sequel for us to be happy with, uh, Dixon from, uh, Dover Foxcroft, uh, writes in Xenoshift. Uh, at least I hope it's released this year. I'm a big fan of co-op deck builders and a bigger fan of sci-fi horror and space Marines. I loved watching the playthrough videos and it seems right up my alley. At least uh, a point uh, I've spent uh, more on add-ons for Kickstarter than I did for the base game. Next to this is King of New York. King of Tokyo is such a fun game that I can play with all ages, and this seems even more fun. Half the fun is pretending to be monsters and making sound effects while playing. There we go, another another vote for uh, King of uh, New York. All right, thanks, uh, Dickon bacon there uh joshua uh says uh colt express i'm a sucker for old uh westerns and the fact that we get to move around an actual little train sign me up uh that uh definitely looks interesting colt express looks interesting thanks for writing in joshua next up is chris from north carolina uh chris writes in uh uh, here's a list of games I'm interested in for one reason or another. Trains, Rising Sun, Red 7. That's a fantastic game, by the way. Uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, uh, Five Tribes, Pandemic Contagion, Pandemic the Cure, Samurai Spirit, and Panamax. But above and beyond all of these, the game that I'm most interested to see released finally is Alpha, or I'm sorry, is Omega Centauri. I actually playtested this game way back in early 2008 when it was under contract with JKLM under the title Ascendancy. Pre-ordered it and was waiting for its release at Essen of that year. Well, of course, the company went out of business, my pre-order money disappeared, and nothing much has happened with the game since. But much to my delight, it's finally coming to life now from Spiral Galaxy Games. What's really sad is that it's Ascendancy, Omega Centauri, 
was poised to be something really special way back then. It was the first Eurofied space opera game that I had seen at a time when space-themed games were still pretty rare. I wonder if it could have been a breakout uh, hit that Eclipse later turned out to be, actually. But either way, I hope to get my hands on it sometime soon uh, to see how far it has come from the version I played long ago. Hey, thanks so much, Chris. Uh, thanks for writing in there. And then Isaac uh, from uh, Bloomington, uh, Minnesota, says, I'm actually super interested in Doodle City. I don't have any crayon-type games yet, and the family game aspect of this combined with building things will hopefully make this a hit at home. Uh, Chris from Bloomfield, New Jersey, said, uh, hopefully this doesn't count as cheating, but I'm looking forward to Pathfinder Pathfinder Adventure Card Game Skulls and Shackles. Since my ordered version hasn't showed up yet, I'll call that uh, soon to be released to me. I've had a good amount of time uh, playing uh, the first Adventure Path with my wife. We're almost finished with the content and it does a really good job scratching my itch of RPGs and giving me something to play two players uh, with her that isn't too conflict or competitive oriented. Other co-ops that we've played that uh, haven't quite fit the bill uh, since they don't really support two players uh, or uh, have an easier or are easier with two players. All right, thanks for writing in, Chris. And then finally, Lance from uh, Norcross, Georgia, writes in, Pandemic the Cure. I still, or I can still remember the first time I got Pandemic out and played it with my wife. Naturally, we lost. So we set it up again, and of course we lost again, and took uh, a good long look at the clock and finally decided it was a work night, so we left it out to play it again the next night. That weekend, we played with our gaming couple friends, and we have continued to do so many times since. We have even played over Skype when kids come along and kept us at home. Definitely looking forward to this game. So there you have some of uh, the community there, some of the games that uh, they're looking forward to. Definitely have uh, uh, kind of like a a couple standouts over there with uh, King of New York, brought up by a whole ton of people. And then there's a whole bunch of games that we heard mention of that I think are kind of like, uh, like shiny pennies of this list uh, as you know, we don't hear too much about them. Like for example, example, the uh, Omega Centauri is uh, I've heard about that one. Also, I've actually totally forgotten about it. And uh, it's uh, good that you bring it up, Chris. And then, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch here that I mentioned on my list. So I'm happy to see that you guys also like some of the games that I'm looking forward to as well. So uh, there you have the list. Uh, you know, thanks everybody for entering. I apologize again for the people that I wasn't able to read uh, your comments on here. But uh, I think uh, the ones that I did read, uh, they, they took quite a bit of time as it is. So hopefully you enjoyed that list. Now, uh, let me announce the winner here real quick. Uh, we have uh, tabulated this list and uh, cross-checked it twice, thrice, thrice. Uh, times here and uh, i've used uh random.org to generate uh, a winner here and the winner that random.org has picked uh, not myself unfortunately uh ha- is uh chris 
from Bloomfield, New Jersey. Chris, I will be contacting you to get your um, mailing information. Thanks so much for entering in, everybody, and congrats to Chris uh, for uh, winning his uh, shiny new copy of Doomtown Reloaded from AEG. All right, so there you have it. Uh, that was the contest for episode 35. I actually had a lot of fun with this. I really enjoyed reading everybody's entries, and I think I might have something similar uh, coming up here soon. Again, uh, just uh, I, I kind of enjoy it. So uh, uh, let's uh, move on here. All right, for the games for this episode here, I'm just going to talk about one game, and uh, this is a, a game that I played not too long ago. It's called Panamax. It's uh, released in 2014, uh, releasing now, I guess. Uh, it should be going out to people that pre-ordered it. Uh, it was limited release of it in Gen Con or at Gen Con, and uh, it'll be available to the rest of the world soon, real soon. Uh, if you're going to be at Essen, uh, you'll probably be able to pick up a copy over there, and I hope you do. Uh, this was a game uh, that released, uh, this or is releasing right now, uh, 2014, uh, the publisher in the United States is Stronghold Games and uh, uh, Mesa Board Games also. Uh, it was designed by uh, three people, uh, Gil Daori, Nuno Bizarro Santiro, and Paolo Soledad. Uh, plays two to four players, uh, plays about an hour and a half, a little more, about 100 minutes or so uh, plus, and uh, it's for ages 12 and up. Uh, this is a game that I uh, initially saw at uh, Gen Con and I had uh, 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 all the intentions of grabbing it, but uh, for some reason uh, at the Stronghold booth, I just passed it by. And then uh, when I rethought my decision, I went back, they were all gone. Uh, I guess you snooze, you lose. So uh, thanks to a pre-order, I have uh, my hot little hands on it. And uh, it's a really cool game. I, I guess I'm kind of spoiling things, but uh, I'm sure you probably already heard of the game and you know how good it is. So uh, this is a board game. Uh, it has a board. It's not just strictly a card game and such. Uh, it has uh, a bunch of stuff to it. Uh, it's an, kind of like an economic stock game. It's got transport of goods uh, using ships, and uh, it's got a little bit of card action and uh, some light dice action. Uh, and even though it does come with a lot of dice, a uh, quick rundown of the game, uh, based off of, uh, there's the description on BGG is in Panama. Each player manages a shipping company established in the Cologne free trade zone. Companies accept contracts from both us coasts, China and Europe and deliver cargo in order to make money, attract investments, and pay dividends. At the same time, the players accumulate their own stock investments and try to make as much money as possible in an effort to have the largest personal fortune and win the game. So, uh, you know, what do you get with this game? Well, it comes in a standard, you know, squarish box, which, uh, you know, we're all pretty much used to. It's kind of like the standard, uh, I don't know, like FFG or Days of Wonder style box although it seems to be a little thinner, a little uh, not as tall. Uh, the the bits inside of it are, are pretty decent quality um, for the most part. Uh, really no colorblind issues. Uh, I did not have any issues with the game at all because I am colorblind, and this is a huge, huge, huge thing for me. It can 
if a game is uh, not colorblind friendly, it can actually make the game unplayable or definitely unenjoyable. Uh, everything punches out pretty cleanly. Uh, typical insert, nothing special to note here. Just your typical shipping style insert. Um, storage wise, they give you plenty of baggies to put everything in. There's a lot of dice, a lot of components uh, that you can pop out at uh, fit very nicely into the baggies that come with it. Uh, I enjoy the artwork on this. I really like the look of the board and uh, you do get a lot of dice. There's a fair amount of dice in here. You get this really nice heavy bag of different colored dice that you use for various uh, parts in the game. Every player has their own uh, quantity of dice. And then there's a bunch of white dice that are used uh, in the game itself uh, uh, in the center of the board. Uh, one thing I, I do have to mention is, uh, there is some money that comes in the game. Uh, it is, uh, pretty lame, I guess. Uh, it's your typical plastic tiddlywink style dice. I think that they could have done a little bit better with the dice. I'm sorry, with the coins, uh, because the rest of the game is pretty darn good. The components are decent and everything like that. And they kind of fell short on these coins. I almost would prefer to have, uh, you know, coins that you punch out of the uh, cardboard uh, sprues and stuff like that. But, uh, hey, at least the money is, or at least it wasn't paper, I guess. I'd, I'd rather have these little tiddlywink things than uh, than paper. But you can easily substitute them for chips because uh, pretty much everybody I know has their own little supply of poker chips. So you can sub that out uh, pretty easily. Uh, the rule book is uh, 12 pages. They do a pretty darn good job of explaining the game. There's a lot of a lot of examples, which is awesome. Uh, it reads pretty well. It explains things pretty well, I thought. And the examples just help drive those points home. And kudos to them. A double thumbs up on how they did the rules. And they also give you this little extra sheet that explains all the different cards and uh, it also has kind of like uh, not really a turn summary, but uh, it has a list of what happens in the turns just to kind of keep you on track. So you don't have to flip through the rule book, the 12 page rule book every time that you want to see like, Hey, what do I got to do next? All right. Uh, uh, Gameplay for this thing, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, what's this game all about? So you play this game over three rounds and uh, each round has a bunch of uh, different, um, I call it like phases to it. And uh, you go through this, uh, these rounds and these phases, uh, three times again, uh, you go and you try to accumulate the most money, as I had said when I read the uh, description at the beginning of the segment here. Uh, the three phases uh, in each round include... Uh, the first is to get contracts and load up your ships. So you're going to be getting these uh, different contracts, which which are these cards, which basically tell you like what ships, because uh, there's ships available on the east and the west side of the board, which is like Pacific and Atlantic sides. And uh, they these contracts basically tell you uh, kind of like where you can load your dice. And uh, uh, one thing that's kind of interesting is that you don't have to have exclusive, I'll call it like ownership 
of a ship. And what I mean by that is, so you can have a ship, let's say, that supports, um, I'll call it like uh, three containers. Uh, it doesn't have to be all one players. You can mix them. You, I mean, if it's three containers, if it can support three dice, it can support, you can put like, you know, each one is like its own player or something like that. Uh, or, you know, it can be all one or any mix uh, therein. And uh, so after you do that part, you move your ships uh, through the canal. So you go from either east to west or west to east, depending which side you start off on. And this is really cool. This is the part that I really, I think, enjoy the most in this game. And that's that uh, you're moving these ships through these locks and you're using this pushing mechanism where if there's a ship in front of you, your ship pushes them. So you're going to be want, you're going to want to push a bunch of hopefully ships that have your cargo containers on them. You're going to want to push these guys through the uh, canals so you can get a whole bunch of your stuff all in one turn uh, through there. And you're going to be using two different kinds of movements. There's going to be lock movements and uh, locks, of course, are used in the Panama Canal to change the height of the uh, height of the uh, water in this little uh, chamber, I guess, so that a ship can go uh, on various. I'm kind of blundering this here, but uh, a ship can go from uh, a waterway that's let's say lower or higher to higher or lower. Anyway, I'm sure you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, but uh, you have lock and waterway movements. So in certain areas, you have to use waterway movement. In other areas, you have to use lock movement. So when you take your turn, you're assigned a certain amount of, of, uh, of these movement uh, actions. And everything you do has to stay within the amount of allotted movement actions that you have. So in other words, if you have three lock and one waterway, that's all you can do. So you might actually have to move other players stuff. Uh, if you can't move any more of yours, in other words, like if you have three and one, uh, let's say you only have two locks to move your stuff. Well, you got to use that other one if you can to move somebody else. And here's where the game kind of turns into like a, like a puzzle solving thing. It's sort of like, okay, I have three in one of these movement actions. It's like, how do I want to execute them? What is the best method for me to execute them? What ships should I push in order to achieve this? And uh, this is the thing that like really stands out to me. It, it's really cool. It really reminds me of, of a game, uh, Thunder Alley to some degree, because Thunder Alley, if you've played this uh, game, uh, it came out not too long ago from GMT, Thunder Alley uh, has you doing a NASCAR track, uh, and you're moving cars in rows. You're either pulling cars or pushing cars or doing cars individually. And uh, one of the actions, again, like I just said, was pushing cars. This is what you're doing in this game. You're pushing boats. So, I really think if you like Thunder Alley, you'd probably like this game, at least this portion of the game. Uh, so uh, the movement stuff is, is by far probably one of my most favorite parts of this thing, at least the most satisfying. And then uh, after the movement there, you can buy shares and use bonus cards. The cards give you uh, various abilities, and, and some of the cards you can use them earlier 
not necessarily just right at this point. And then uh, at the end of each round, uh, you go through and you figure out the turn order. You pay out certain fees. So uh, the cargo containers that you have on the ships, the dice, uh, they'll cost you based on where they're at or if they're still in port. So you kind of have to figure out, like, okay, it's going to be close to the end of of this round. I'm going to have to pay out. You know, I want to get this ship out of this area because it's going to cost me a lot. So you kind of have to weigh that stuff as, as well which is pretty neat. And then uh, you pay out the fees, like I said, and you pay out dividends because there is a stock market with this game and, hey, people got to get paid. So you definitely want to um, keep that stuff in mind and try to keep uh, money available. And that's how you're also going to get money if you have stocks in uh, other people's, uh, other people's uh, companies there. So, uh, this game is pretty straightforward. Uh, it, there, there is a lot to it, um, which, uh, not, I'm not saying it's going to be very hard to pick up, but there's just a, a lot to it. A lot of stuff to keep in mind. Uh, it will probably take one to two gameplays, uh, to just kind of have everything sorted in your mind and kind of get that strategy uh, down as to really knowing like what you're going to do at the beginning of the game. Um, again, uh, you know, a couple things that I can note, uh, about this game. It's really cool to do the whole pushing mechanism, very similar to the pushing, uh, mechanism in thunder alley. I really, really enjoyed that portion of it. Um, let's see here. Then, as a whole, I can probably say that uh, I found this game to be a lot of fun, very satisfying, uh, just in terms of like the different things that are coming together, like the stock market, the moving of the ships, paying attention to where things are. You're moving all of your ships like in one shot if they're all up in the line, and other players might be moving your ships as well, or at least the ships that have your cargo containers on them. You know, it's cool to have... You know, it's not even your turn. And then, you know, the person to the left of you, it's like pushes your, your cargo container all the way through the lock because you can't go around the ships when they're in the locks. You know, you, you just got to push them through. And uh, also, the, uh, so there's a couple of, I just want to mention a couple of things about the board real quick uh, that I forgot to mention earlier. And that's that uh, there's a couple areas with the locks. So there you can't go around people, but there's lakes in between that those lakes and a river essentially when the ships get into the uh area with the lakes then they're kind of all just sitting there and uh there you can go around people and you can reorganize the ships uh in in different ways so uh just keep that in mind you have to push ships through the locks but you can go around them in the lakes and uh so again uh, overall think is a pretty cool game uh very satisfying with the different components to it just uh organizing everything and how you're going to push everything through with the different actions uh it's got uh the dice actions which is the card containers and such uh so it satisfies my dice cravings <laughs> in my games i guess and uh cons to the game again 
those coins uh, pretty bad. And uh, I, I just wish that it, they could have just done a nicer job on the coins and just made this an all-around awesome game instead of having that minor little glitch with the coins. And don't get me wrong, it's just a personal gripe. Uh, I don't think it detracts from the game too much. It just is sort of like just going 95% of the way there in, in my eyes. So overall, uh, the game is very fun. I enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it. If you want a heavy game, definitely check this out. If you like Thunder Alley, you'd probably like this game as well. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's probably good for like medium to heavy game players. It's I wouldn't call it a super heavy game, but it's definitely... Uh, higher than like a medium weight game. So I'd probably say it's like a medium heavy game. And uh, I definitely see that there's replayability with it. Uh, It helps you figure out exactly what you're going to do. So definitely give this game a double thumbs up. Definitely check it out. I'm very happy with this acquisition. So that was Panamax from Stronghold Games and Mesa Games. Oh, and I also did want to mention there's a pretty cool... Um, like little infographic on the back of the board shows you like different elevations of the Panama Canal. That's pretty neat. I guess I, if I remember right, I think is a 26 meter elevation change from the Pacific to the Atlantic Ocean. So the ships actually go up 26 meters, they cross, and then they come back down. So neat little uh, tidbit there. So again, that was Panamax. All right, so with that being said, I'll close out the show here. Uh, so on this episode, we kind of went through the Essen uh, games anticipation for this board game life where I talked about, I don't know, 50-some games that I'm really looking forward to. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we covered uh, the winner of the Doomtown Reloaded uh, contest. Uh, congratulations uh, to the winner and, uh, hope you enjoyed reading, uh, people's thoughts on what they were really looking forward to, uh, for the rest of the year in terms of games. Uh, there's some pretty cool stuff on there and a couple that, uh, I enjoyed hearing about like the Omega Centauri. Uh, then, uh, I covered Panamax here just a couple seconds ago. Uh, definitely enjoyed this game. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, it's a surprise hit, surprise hit, I guess. Um, uh, I'm really surprised how much I liked it. So uh, let me close this out by saying uh, check out uh, this board game life on Twitter. That's at T board game life. Uh, there's also a YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash this board game life. Also got a guild on BGG and I'd love to hear your feedback on this show and anything else. Uh, just uh, right on the guild uh, on the comments on the podcast on thisboardgamelife.com or even on Twitter. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all in the next show.